Welcome to the Unite DFW podcast. Conversations with people like you who are contributing to the greater good. Their stories will inform and equip you to join in because if we all do our part, everyone will flourish. Hello, everyone. This is Rebecca Walls, Executive Director of Unite. And I have a friend with me that I'm really excited to introduce to everyone. Anna Hammonds, thank you for being here with us today. Absolutely. I'm excited. Me too. I know sometimes we have to use your your last name because we have another <laughs> Anna on the phone and we've already introduced her to our oh, good. So good. I just didn't want them to be confused, but I'm very yeah. excited for them to, <laughs> to get to meet you. I'd love for you to start out by just explaining a little bit of your background to us. Sure. So I have, my professional background has been in nonprofit consulting And so that's been working with all sorts of nonprofits to work on their fundraising, their strategic planning. A lot of the training I've gone through has been around building consensus, taking groups from point A to point Z and things like that. So um, that's professionally what I've done for mm, 13 years now. And then community-wise, that has led from, from a very intentional decision of getting involved in my community. That's just kind of led to almost being a professional volunteer, you know, volunteering here, sitting on boards there. And that's just led to a whole lot of uh, connections and relationships that's just snowballed into different opportunities. So yeah, so there's a lot more to that, but that's kind of the high, high level of my background of how I kind of got to where I am today. Yeah, that's, that is high level. (laughs) (laughs) I could go into more detail, but no, no, I think that's, that's plenty. Cause what I wanted to ask you about is sort of what you're doing now. Um, and anything you want to tell us in terms of how you got from what you just described. Okay. Now that'd be great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like I mentioned, I made a really intentional decision, probably Oh, I don't know, maybe seven or eight years ago to start getting involved in my community. And it really launched whenever I would, I I met one person who was a really good connector and she kind of just took me in and said, Hey, you need to know so-and-so. And And that person would say, you need to know so-and-so. And all of a sudden I started making all these connections and just relationships. And I think that's really vital to how I'm, um, where I'm at today and what I like to make sure and do for others. Because that in invitation and that inclusive, uh, the relationship connector has been, I couldn't have done it without that. And so I want that for other people. But anyway, so that eventually led to a collaborative effort across our city. Uh, this was started in a neighboring city of ours. And then we adopted it in our city here. And it basically is around taking volunteers uh, and community leaders, bringing them together. We did research and studying based in our city of like, hey, what are our needs? What are our gaps? What's going on here? And then we took all these volunteers who just kind of checked their badge at the door. They left their agendas behind and they came together and said, hey, we want to work together to do good for our community. So we started deploying task forces and um, action plan and things like that and just started working on things that benefited our city. And so those two city projects were going on at the same time. And then that rolled up into where we wanted to start focusing on a countywide level. And so this led to 
Um, our kind of leadership team over this whole thing led to us working with the John Maxwell team. We did leadership conferences. Um, we did uh, the John Maxwell team launched a new roundtable leadership curriculum based in our county. Um, they deployed that there. And so it was kind of a 10 week study with people who to better their uh, leadership skills so we can empower more leaders around us. And then that led to us saying as a county, um, hey, we want to uh, do something on a countywide level, the same collaborative effort. And so that ended up leading us to Unite, which uh, now I officially serve as the county champion for Unite Ellis, which is our, um, our county. And so now we're deploying massive collaboration across the city. So that's that side. And then personally, um, I've also kind of been led to uh, get involved in government, which I never thought I would. So I, I currently serve um, as a city council member for my city and then still volunteering and then um, starting a business. And, you know, I, I, <laughs> it, I don't know how I get here sometimes other than <laughs> I, our family follows the Lord. And so we just kind of hang on to his coattails and just go where he leads us. And so we end up in these really interesting situations, yeah. but it's this idea of, you know, impacting and serving and connecting all across multiple sectors. Uh -huh. Like for us, it's not just church. It's not just the, it's, it's also through business. It's also through government. It's all over. It's everywhere we're at. Yeah. So yeah, there's your detail. Yeah. I love that. That's <laughs> awesome. So that was a, that was a really good description of kind of the way we were introduced. And just to mm -hmm. clarify for everyone, you did mention Ellis County, that's where you're mm -hmm. located. And yes. I know you're in Midlothian for all the local yes. folks that are listening. And I think there was quite a bit going on in maybe Waxahachie. And I don't remember yes. if there were other Ellis cities that kind of had something like that. Yeah, those are kind of the main ones. So the first collaborative city project began in Waxahachie with the Waxahachie project. And then we launched it in Midlothian, which is where I'm at. Okay. Great. And then now we've brought it up to the county level, which is Ellis County. Okay, perfect. And you mentioned it, it really, you're trying to engage people from every sector. Yes. And you now have kind of an insider look into the government sector yourself. You're already involved in the nonprofit sector. And I think somewhere along there, you mentioned business, maybe because mm -hmm. you, you are going to be a businesswoman if you're not. Yes. So that's, you know, I love that. I love the idea of every sector having a role to play in the healthy functioning of a city, but also the flourishing of everybody mm -hmm. that lives there. And I know part of it, you described a little bit the process of kind of talking to leaders, doing a little bit of a research project, but I'd love for you to say if kind of there were some themes you heard from people or any, any other themes that you want to bring up as you did talk to leaders from across all the different sectors. Sure. Yeah. So whenever we did our county, whatever we decided to bring this whole collaborative effort up to a county level, we conducted research again. So each of the city projects did their own research for their cities. And then we wanted to conduct it for our county-wide level as well, because when we go into something like this, we don't want to assume, hey, I know everything that's going on, or I know all the you know ins and outs of everything. We want to hear from the people that are in each area 
So we conducted interviews, surveys, uh, and different research uh, you know, mechanisms all across the, the, the county and each of our major cities here. And so we had five main themes that came up. Let me, make, let me see if I can remember all five. Um, okay, so one was actually, which I thought this was really interesting, but it was actually the need and the desire to collaborate. So here we were trying to figure out if we wanted to collaborate and what we kept hearing over and over again were people saying, I want to know what other people are doing. I don't want to recreate the wheel, but I don't know what everybody's doing. And I find out someone's doing the same thing, or we don't know what's going on across other cities or whatever, and on and on and on. They, they basically were saying what we, you know, not wanting to lead them to that, but they were coming out and saying what we were hoping for as well, which was collaboration in general. Uh -huh. So that was one of them. Um, transportation came up in Ellis County. We don't have any type of mass transit. So that is a little bit of a problem for us. Affordable housing, that's everywhere. And then one was also mental health. And so this is one that we have chosen to hone in on, obviously that and collaboration. Um, because across the board, no matter what sector you're in, no matter what position, background, socioeconomic, race, gender, whatever, everyone is affected by mental health in some way. Uh -huh. And so this was something that came up across the board. And so that is something that we're choosing to focus on as we move forward with our collaboration as well. So yeah, so those were some of the main themes that we heard um, from our research. Those are great. And for anybody who might be listening that isn't familiar with Ellis County, I don't know how you guys describe it, but I would say it's a little more rural than mm -hmm. the heart of DFW probably, which is why sure. you don't have mass transit. Yeah. And I think that access challenge that you guys are facing, that's very common in more rural areas where yeah. you know there's not as um, robust as a non of a nonprofit sector, things like that. I think even in Collin County, which isn't rural at all, it's suburban, but they also have a different kind of access problem. Like yes. the nonprofits, there's only one homeless shelter, or at least there was prior to COVID in all of Collin County. Yeah. I think the, the way the issues express themselves in different places mm -hmm. can be different, but I think those same themes are going to be common across yeah. a lot of counties, especially yeah. now, I feel like all of those issues have been exacerbated lately. And I think it looks like we're probably on track for a little bit more of that for a while, yeah. um, which to me, I mean, I, I see it as um, a big challenge and an issue, but at the same time, it makes me excited that people like you have said yes to mm -hmm. God kind of prompting you to step out of your comfort zone and into something that sounds outrageous sort of. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> to think of what you're trying to take on. Um, and I would say, and I don't know if I've ever said this to you, but you kind of took the, um, the DNA of Unite, which is the idea of leaders that are focused on a geography and then leaders that are focused on an issue or a problem. Mm -hmm. uh, you really took that and you have been working to build that same kind of, you know, replicate that structure at the county level, at the city level, at the community level. Mm -hmm. 
I think it was you that kind of coined a term that our team's been using about a relational infrastructure. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say just about the importance of that or the the practicality of that as we look at some of these big challenges? Sure. Yeah. I mean, the relational infrastructure to me is, I mean, it is the step one of all this that we're doing. We did it um, on the city levels when we were doing city projects. Now we're on the county level and it's the same thing. And, and everything boils down to the relationship. Mm-hmm. We move at the speed of relationships. We're going to implement we're going to be successful only because of relationships, even down to when I'm trying to encourage and deploy volunteers, are they answering my texts and emails or phone calls? Like it all comes out of a relationship. And so if I'm moving into a territory that I don't have that relationship, I need to find the person that has the relationships there. So now that um, we're looking at on a county level, so first things first, if I'm serving as the county champion, we then set up uh, city champions. So these are the people that, hey, they know everyone. They have the relationship with those in their cities. And so we have our city champions across, across each city. And then we deployed it down to the neighborhood level to be able to uh, divide up each city into smaller pockets. So where we can um, you know, divide it all the way from the top of the county all the way down to the neighborhoods. And so you can have these, um, this deployment, you know, all throughout this quick proactive setup to where if I need to get information out quickly, if, if we need to share resources, if we need to collaborate, whatever it is, we already have this infrastructure in place, ready, set, go. Uh And so someone has a house fire. I know who in that area is going to be their geographic point person. And that champion, we go straight to them first. Yeah. And so it's, it, to me, it is the backbone of everything we do as far as any collaborative effort is making sure we have, and I say this all the time, we have the right people in the right seats at the right table. Yeah, that's, it's pretty neat to see it. And it makes sense, I think, to everybody you would talk to, to have um, that idea of a point of contact and somebody who sort of, they wake up thinking about whether it's an issue again, or a, a community or whatever it is. They may not wake up thinking about it. A lot of them have full-time jobs, but they know out of anybody, they're going to be the one that's needing to think about it when the time comes. And like you said, it's it's there for ongoing work on chronic problems, mm-hmm. but it's also there when a crisis happens, whether it's a natural disaster or yeah. you know something else, it's ready to go. Those tracks are ready to run on. Um, so it's, it's fun to watch that be put into action. And what I have been able to do over the last, I don't know how many years it's been probably close to the last decade, when we begin to build, build that across DFW, every kind of crisis that happens or every, you know, when an issue rises to the surface where the whole public kind of is aware of it you're able to utilize that to bring more people into that and get more people on board. And that infrastructure just keeps getting built out and built out. And those Mm -hmm. relationships, you know, just get deeper and deeper and they seep into all the little crevices. And it's, it's amazing. It's been amazing to watch that grow over years. So I'm excited to get to do that together. Yeah. You, um, The other way I have been thinking about relationships lately is you mentioned that mental health 
is kind of a catalytic mm-hmm. issue or challenge that you feel like is going to bring the whole county together and something that the whole county yeah. can kind of work on. Um, you you did mention the fact that it really affects all of us, but I, I don't think all of us really knows know what that means exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where I think the relationships, one place the relationships are going to come in is is when we're in relationship with people that are under a lot of stress for one reason or the other. Um, and when we get to talk to them and walk alongside them, we're much more empathetic to whatever that is and much more eager to kind of be part of the solution. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you far enough along yet where you see that happening or do you anticipate kind of that happening just where that level of empathy and understanding is built across the county around mental health? I think so where we're at in our process so far is we are uh, we've established kind of a task force and a team to work on the actual implementation of like what are the logistical things we're rolling out around this I think the community as a whole especially you know in light of COVID I feel like our whole world could probably say oh yeah mental health has become an enhanced something you know we need to be highlighting and talking about but it's the okay but what then Mm-hmm. What do I want? How, what do we, if I want to work on mental health, what does that mean? Exactly. And I think that's the part we need to figure out. Like I'm constantly looking at, since we're working across sectors down here and how important that is, I constantly try to put on different glasses to be able to say, okay, if I'm in education in the education sector, why do I care about mental health and where does it hit us? Mm-hmm. So everything from the student to their families, to our teachers, to our staff, why does it matter that they feel supported and that they actually want to come back to work the next day? Yeah. You know, I mean, I think we can all pretty, we can pretty easily draw that line, but then you go to our churches and our pastors and our people that within the churches, you know, where does it hit there? And what does that mean for them? Mm-hmm. Same thing for nonprofits, government. Why does our government care that the citizens of our community are, are, are healthy and balanced? And, you know, what does that mean for the flourishing of our community? So, I mean, as we're looking through each of the sectors and really honing in on what does that mean? How do we get the community? How do we communicate? What does it actually tangibly mean? That's what we're figuring out right now. And so, and there's, I think a million different things we can do it, but then having the coordinated effort around it and to be able to deploy systematically and efficiently is what we're figuring out right now. Yeah, that's. That's a neat place to be. You mentioned one of my favorite spots to really kind of think about and and cultivate relationships around, and that is the education sector. Mm-hmm. And I think right now, and I don't know how long this will last, but right now when people say mental health and schools, I think a lot of people may, their minds may go to the extreme mm-hmm. of really, you know, oh, what they're talking about is preventing school shootings or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you did a great job of articulating it a second ago. And I want to bring everybody's attention back to that because I think that's where we all have a a part to play. Um, We're not so much talking about mental illness, although that's an element of mental health. Um, I think what what we're probably going to be looking at more to mobilize the community around is kind of that level of emotional strain that a lot of us are under. I think the last statistic I saw was uh, 43% 
of DFW adults are experiencing diagnosable levels of anxiety and or depression. Yeah. And so that's more what we're talking about. And you, you mentioned basically trying to keep the front line to where they feel like they're supported enough and can hang in there and keep doing their job, even though they're exhausted in many cases. And that's where I see a lot of potential. I'm not trying to influence the way your group, you know, what your group decides Mm -hmm. to tackle, but that's where I feel like there's probably something for everybody to do is that, you know, I know you're probably not wanting to influence the group either. And you want them to come up with the direction and the solutions Mm -hmm. and all that, but is that a place where you get kind of excited when you think about how can everybody play a part? Absolutely. I mean, I think the school's is I, I don't think anybody can argue with that, especially right now um, in light of how every you know just just our culture right now. And I think teachers have probably always had a hard time. And and you know, hey, I have four kids. Anybody that is is taking my kids each day, like I want to be able to support them. Mm-hmm. But you know, especially in light of COVID and everything going on in our in our um, in our world it is really hard for them. And I think that can be an easy win for us. I'm hoping it can be to be able to provide support to the schools, to be able to provide the support to the front lines, but I'm hoping we'll go into other areas as well. Like when we have count in Ellis County in particular, we have a shortage of counselors. And when our counselors need counselors, what, what do we do about that? Like whenever there's wait lists that are three months, well, when someone's wanting to go make an, a counseling appointment, normally they're in that moment right then that they need someone yeah and so if they're waiting weeks or months like we're just how are we what do we do about that you know and so uh, Rebecca you introduced me to the term about task shifting you know how are we as a community stepping in and helping maybe fill in some of these gaps like maybe it's coffee with a friend like I don't have to be the psychologist for a person but I sure can be the one to say, Hey, how are you really doing? And tell me about that. And it's okay to feel that way. And just to be the other person that someone can come and talk to that might can, you know, say, if we all did that for one person, that might be that one time that that person gets to talk to someone. So, you know, some of them could be very simple things that we're just encouraging in our community to say, Hey, it's okay to ask these questions while others, it might be really big you know, efforts and marketing, you know, marketing uh, ads and things like that, that we're pushing out on a larger scale. So I think there's enough for a little bit of everything for all that want to get involved. Neat. Well, again, I'm really excited to figure that out with you and to watch mm-hmm. what your group does around that. Cause I think the rest of DFW and maybe even other areas will be able to watch that and kind of piggyback off of that. That's one of the reasons why I was so excited about my work being done at the DFW level, because we're right here in proximity. I know it's a big area. Yeah. Um, I know it can take a, a couple hours if we were to drive from one tip to the next, but yeah. it's, we're still close enough where we can, yeah. <laughs> we can be together on a regular basis. We can learn from one another. Our yeah. challenges and our structure and all that are similar enough. I think that it just is a very exciting opportunity to create synergy and, and all that. So this will be wonderful to do together, like I said, but I, I wonder, and there may be something else you want to say after we, 
after we close our eyes and imagine this, but I'm interested if you were to close your eyes and imagine what Ellis County looks like after, you know, I know you don't know exactly what goals are going to be set, but if you imagine flourishing, let's just say, mm -hmm. um, are there any particular things that come to mind or a way you would like for people to kind of imagine the vision that you have in your, your mind? Yeah. Um, when I think of basically our experiential goals here of like, what do we want our community to experience as a result of, you know, our efforts, I do go back to the main flourishing categories. So I think of the general community member that they're feeling connected and supported. They know where to go to get help for any type of need. Um, they're involved in our community, so they're giving back. They know how to find relationships, so they have a healthy relational status. Their friends, their support system. We're helping people. Um, you know, people have support financially. Our vocational fields are strong. Mental, physical health. I mean, you can go through all these areas in the in the in the five main categories of human flourishing, and and think about does that is that what our people feel you know is a person taking care of mental and physical health vocationally their jobs spiritually their connections with the lord um relationally with others and in the end if we can answer yes to that then i feel like we, we would have done a good job if we can ever say no we need more improvement in these areas then we keep on going so I hope we're building more leaders. I hope we're empowering and equipping others to step up and be involved. We're getting people plugged in and connected and we're effective and efficient as a community because we're collaborating more. So the more and more we know what other people are doing, we're coming to the same table, then we become more effective with our resources. So I don't know, that's what I picture. I don't know if we'll <laughs> ever be able to check, you know, fully put the check in the box, but at least it's kind of gives us some vision of where we want to go. I love that. To me, that that's a similar vision, I think, to what I have in it. It sounds an awful lot like heaven. And so I, I, always, <laughs> yes. like to, I always like to tell people, you know, I, I personally, and maybe you would disagree, but I personally don't think we're going to experience the fullness of that until no, Jesus comes back. So I'm not, because sure. I think there are people in the world that have kind of a utopian vision. Like they yeah. really believe we could accomplish that. And I, I don't, but I believe really God left us here to be giving people mm. a vision of what heaven's going to be like, give them a little taste of heaven yeah. um, because that's really what God wants for us. And yeah. for, for us to be working towards that end for it to be a vision, really, everybody wants those things for their family yeah. and for their friends and for their community. So I think it just gives people, it really gives everyone something to be a part of, yep. um, something meaningful. So um, yeah, that's a, that's a really great way to describe yeah. it. And I think it's pretty compelling. So I want to give you the chance if there's anything else you know, that you would want to say that you didn't get a chance to say, um, or anything you want to ask, we'll, we'll kind of wrap up with some next steps. Mm -hmm. Um, but anything else before we get to that part that you want to add? 
Um, you know, collaboration, like the things that we're doing can be so difficult because it does like what we're saying, whenever it seems like we've got, we've got these big visions that are almost like heavenly, you know, it's like making sure that we have the, the quick wins and the bite-sized pieces in order to keep movement going. Because as I'm out there getting people to step up to the plate, to volunteer and be involved, if we always have this massive vision in front of us, but yet we don't feel like we're going anywhere, we'll begin losing people very quickly. And so, yeah, we need to be dreaming and we need to be a, you know, high level visioning, but we have to bring it down to like we were talking about with the mental health. Like what does that logistically and tangibly mean for my neighbor, the person living right next door to me? And how are we actually, you know, causing movement on that ground level as well? And so to be able to have both sides of that, I think it's really important because we also can get stuck in the weeds and we never pop back up to the vision Mm -hmm. or vice versa. We can't stay in the vision all day long either. So to me, that's so important is to keep, and we were talking about this just before this call is like the disc assessments and the other thing, like other, you know, types of assessments where you're making sure the people at the table with you also, we're all balanced in our skill sets and our personalities. Because if I'm one that only works on logistics, well, then I may never pop up to that vision and vice versa. So we need to all balance each other out in that as well. That's so awesome. I think that's important. Make sure we're linking arms with leaders that can kind of add all those different aspects at the table. Yeah, I do too. And I think probably most of us out there either are a leader that can bring something like that to the table, or we know somebody that can. So I think you know, as we move forward and as we continue to build that relational infrastructure, there are a lot of seats around the table. Absolutely. um, Kind of keep all those tables balanced. And Mm -hmm. um, I think it is about skill set, personality. It's also about passion and experience and all that. So Mm -hmm. it'll be fun to see really everybody finding that place, the thing that God made them to do and position them to do to contribute. So we got a lot of neat things ahead of us, but yeah. I really, I appreciate everything you do and just who you are. And I'm really grateful God brought us together and I'm looking forward to our journey together. Absolutely. Now. That's mutual. I'm excited to be a part of this team. Awesome. Well, thanks Anna. And hopefully we'll see you on here again soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me. We want every community in DFW to have a group of Christians taking responsibility for its well-being. Visit our public-facing website at unite-dfw.org where you can find training, serving, and giving opportunities near you. If you're a church or organization leader, visit us at unitethechurch.org to sign up for our e-news, find upcoming events, or to join a network of peers. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Until next time, have a blessed day.